All right, what's up, addicts? Welcome back to pod number 26. The Clinton Porter's pod. That's right. That's two good pods in a row. Yeah, that's right. See, I missed the whole conversation about whose name was going to be on it, and I immediately said Clinton Portis. Like, that's my dude. I like Clinton Portis, man. There you go. Not much other selection. I don't even think it's an argument. Even if we pulled out the list and looked at it, I don't, even, I don't even think it would be. Nope. It's weird. I like Clinton Portis for the same reasons I like uh, Josh Norman, but Josh Norman is, is kind of terrible. But Josh Norman has one of these, man. It's a heart, like a big one. I, I always give him that. He's never playing not hard. You know what I'm saying? He'll fuck up a lot. He'll get stiff arm through to the moon and shit. <laughs> that, he's still he'll flying. He'll get burned and put his hands up and blame uh, Monte Nicholson every time, and people will believe it. And but, make that face uh, like this, like... Yeah, like, hey, Monte, you're supposed to have my back, you know? But really, it's him. How? But he, does it for, he does it for the Bills, too. I watch him play, man. He does it for the Bills. But, you know, what he does do, he always comes up with a play, man. He always pokes the ball out, always gets the interception. He all or picks up a fumble. He always is around he gets something that happens. By, uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, but some motherfuckers <laughs> wouldn't even try to hit him. We've had some of those guys on this team that wouldn't try or take a bad angle. Oh, he he. I don't know what he was trying to hit, but he was not trying to hit Derrick Henry. The next play, though, he hit him. The next play, he hit him. He drug him about three yards, but he hit him. Man, I give it to Josh Norman. But enough about that motherfucker. We could, also, we could also get a, you know, honorable mention could be Adrian Peterson. I ain't giving shit to Landon Collins right now. He don't deserve it. No, no, Landon, you don't get you don't get no, the two six. Go back right to now. twenty. Did Sean Taylor wear two six here when he first got here? No, no he wore thirty six. Thirty six, and then twenty. What twenty six? And then twenty one. What about Josh Wilson? On, on, triple triple out of our mention. <laughs> no, no. But when we get to the hundreds, are we going to use two players? Just to, like a, like I say, we got a hundred sixteen. By, by the hundreds, number six, the number. By the time we come to get up to the hundreds, we'll start coming up with like witty taglines for 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 instead of you know players. Yes. What, what you said. Robot Phil. You <laughs> broke up there for a second. All right. So let's get right into it. Oh, I went robot. You went robot. Um, let's start off with Sadiq Charles coming back. And Cole Holcomb. Actually, Cole Holcomb practiced all last week. And he still Freak. didn't play, but Steve yeah, Charles and Cole Holcomb. I think, yeah. Was 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 Holcomb limited at all last week? He was. I believe he was full practice all week. They're probably just giving it another, giving him another week. Yeah, that's what I Hopefully think. Hopefully, he shows up this week because John Bostic was was garbage. I like John Bostic, but Bostic, if he's not blitzing, he shouldn't be in the game because that man cannot cover. He can't cover. You know, nothing. Zero zippy. Nothing. Yeah. That man's coverage skills is like an, an Afghan in, in the Atlantic. He ain't covering mm-hmm. shit. So today, um, yeah, the no big names on the do not didn't didn't uh, injury list. So Josh Garnett, guard, never heard of him. Dwayne obviously still has the stomach stomach virus. Air quotes. Chase Rue was full. That's that's actually pretty good. Greg Stroman did not play. He didn't practice. Uh, Wednesday or Thursday for a foot. Um, Antonio Gibson was limited on Wednesday. He's full. And then Kyle Allen was full Wednesday and Thursday. So that's it for us. So, yeah, Sadiq coming back. Left, He's going to play left guard, right? That's what we're hearing. Supposedly. Oh, man. Let's be honest. Yeah, be, 
between Martin and Jerron Christian, amazingly, Jerron Christian was not the worst one of the two. Jerron's improved every game, in my opinion. I, I'm uh, not, he's still trash. He's still very below average, but he, but he has improved from trash juice uh, Martin. No, yeah. Martin is straight dumpster juice back there, and I'm glad. I was hoping – we see, it's interesting because uh, Dev and I both had the idea that when Sheriff came back to see what Wes Schweitzer could do with left guard, I guess we don't have to worry about that now. But uh, I hope Sheriff found his game while he was injured because, Jesus, he didn't even start the season well. But it's weird, though. He did, He's not on the injury report, so I don't know if that's how it works. Just you're straight from the IR to just you're there. Like He's not – there was no – no injury report on Sheriff, so I'm guessing everything's good to go. Um, everything that I saw from official cover, beat reporters and all that said that Sheriff was playing this weekend. So Good, good. Okay, so that, that's good news. So he wasn't on injury report at all. That's perfect. So that should shore up the right side of the line. So that's Morgan and, and Sheriff. Chase Rie plays center. I'll, I'm kind of anxious to see Keith Ismail. I just want to see what he can do. Why aren't they playing West at left guard, man? He's been decent well, at right guard. West Martin is at left guard. No, he means no, West Schweitzer. Oh, Schweitzer. That's a great question. He, he's playing great at right guard. Why not throw him at left guard? Because I, unless right. they, I, they must I mean, think that Sadiq is at left guard. Uh, I mean, I honestly, uh, Westshire sauce, whatever his name is, he he's played better at right guard than Sheriff. <laughs> Keep it one hundred. And I'm shocked that that, that Sadiq is not gonna. Play left tackle. I wonder if he's been playing guard the whole time. Like that's why you haven't been seeing him come in at tackle even in practices. I Sadiq? wonder if he's been practicing guard the entire time. Maybe, maybe he, played he it. just. He played that, the to me, that's odd because I didn't think his game translated being a pro guard. It might not. It's just what options do you have? Put West Martin back over there. Yeah, well, I mean, remember Sheriff. West Sheriff, are over. Sheriff got drafted to be Makes too much sense. a tackle, and he couldn't hang. He was getting. No, no, they 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 said from draft day that he was probably gonna be a guard. Man, they tried him at tackle. He flunked it. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was just not. I mean, also you can get you can get in the sheriff's chest. He still has that problem. And and um, when did we? What we drafted him really high, and people were questioning why you draft a guard so high. I mean, you could draft tackle more justified than a guard at that first round pick, but. Yeah, he was know. drafted like what, fifteen, something like that. It was yeah, a it was high. Man, that's, a, that's the best thing. To, that's the one thing you always learn in the draft, though, man. If you want to miss, miss on a tackle, you just make him a guard. Yep, Dallas. Hey, Dallas. Dallas does it right. They had a whole grip of first first rounders on their line. I mean, they're kind of fading now, but it lasted for a while. They never have been able to pass block. Tyrion Smith, Tyron Smith, whatever. He's not. He's not going to play again, is he? Is he really? He got really jacked up, right? I don't know. I think something happened to that guy. He got fucked up. Something happened to him. He got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Something happened to him. Yeah, he got hurt. He's out for a while. Dallas. Dallas is a team I cannot get out of its own way, but that's that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that Dallas week. I hope that Donnie Dalton balls out for them dudes and cause a problem. And then he just thinks against us, though. But. You just need chaos. That's all you want, <laughs> chaos. All right, so Cole Holcomb coming back. That'll be good for the uh, – I you mean, picked him up in fantasy, didn't you? But anyway. <laughs> if Cole Holcomb even plays, I mean, 
clearly he played middle linebacker all last year. I don't, I don't know on the Redskins depth chart. He's listed as the backup to John Bostic. So if, if, if coach Rivera is going off this big old thing about, excuse me, young people, we need to win. You know, all these things that he's saying about Dwayne, he needs to put Cole Holcomb's ass in because Bostic needs to go. That's all I'm saying. You can, you can make the Bostick case for Sean Dion, Sean Dion Hamilton and, well, KPL, I think he deserves to stay. Man, but, and the, until we pass it more than 10 yards downfield, then he's yeah. a liability too. It, I don't know. We, know. we need to just throw the whole linebacker core away, man. Just start yeah. off. Hell, fuck put Kerrigan back at linebacker. I mean, no one else can cover. He's been doing it since uh, exactly. Manesky. He's, he's been, been a pro bowler at it. He's probably the best linebacker on the team. So is Sweat, which is odd. So is Young, and they're all defensive ends. KPL, KPL's great at zone coverage. He's not great man-to-man. Man, I don't I mean, know if I can guard a zone in front of him, but you got to turn your hips when a dude, even if you're in a zone. You got to carry the dude, man. I'm talking about KPL. I'm talking about KPL. can't cover nothing. They all do it, though. They all do it. That, that's why I told you. That's why I told you guys it has to be Jack Del Rio. It has to be the coaches that's doing that, man. That has to be taught somewhere in that for all the linebackers to make the same mistake, except Thomas Davis, who's barely in the game. Davis is slow and not the same guy he was. Remember, remember, we in the preseason we all thought that Thomas Davis was probably going to be our starting middle linebacker because he was the old OG captain of the. I, I thought Foster he was going to be Andrews. starting strong side. I picked Foster to be middle linebacker. By the way, I was wrong about that too. But. Yeah, but he had never played middle though. He was always an outside guy. Yeah, that's why I, I thought Davis would play. I thought Davis, Davis would play straight out of strong side. Davis has played all the Or weak time. side. I'm sorry. I thought I'd be on weak side. Shit, at this point, just put in Cole Holcomb, Kaliki Hudson, and Jared Norris, Thomas Davis, call it a day. You, you, it can't get any worse, right? <laughs> what have you got to lose? I'd love Shit. to see us go with Hudson and Holcomb because both are fast. Even more games, I guess. So ho- hopefully, yeah. hopefully, even if their technique <laughs> sucks, their athleticism can catch up. That's what they do. And maybe they can tackle. They're relying on athleticism versus fundamentals, man. That's why we're losing now. That's exactly what we're Yeah, but we're using less athletic guys. Well, KPL is pretty athletic. KPL is pretty athletic. Thomas Davis is athletic. You know what the motherfucker was a fucking uh, safety? Thomas Davis was athletic. Thomas Davis now is 30. He's my age. 34. 35-year-old yeah, Thomas Davis. Uh, you don't think – you wouldn't take right, the – You wouldn't take Thomas head. Davis. You wouldn't take Thomas Davis over Bostic. I would take anybody over – anybody. I would take anybody over who played this past Sunday. Bostic been bad for Our linebackers years. were a big, fat F. Bost, and here's the thing. I thought Bostic was going to be the guy who was going to like, anchor this, this linebacker unit. He looked good for a Early on, it looked like that. But damn, did he look horrible. He can't. She can't shed blocks ever. He disappears as soon as he gets contacted, man. Yeah, but I don't know who's. who's he gets uh, lost in coverage. He'll run the yeah, opposite yeah, yeah. direction sometimes. I don't know whose podcast it was or where I heard it from, one of the pod, local podcasts. But he mentioned right. that we are a zone team, zone coverage team, particularly in the linebackers. Maybe it was Cooley on the Monday. Not the not the um the one that just happened with the linebackers, but the initial Monday one. But all the linebackers have been in man coverage, and they're getting their asses handed to them. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it so hard to? I I don't understand why is it so hard to see that, and they don't make they don't they don't change it. 
is it because this is my scheme and I'm sticking to it or I, 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 it's not working five games in a row. It's not working. Evan Ingram's going to have 200 yards, pass, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah if you don't get the ball, I'm <laughs> I would, I would I tell Cole Holcomb, here's your assignment. Every pass play, you see Ingram, you are with him every step of the way. If he gets, goes off the field to take a piss, you follow him down the tunnel. You've you got to get to that, that kind of mentality. You know, because Holcomb's fast enough to stay with an Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's not that great of a tight end. Well, he's not. He can't catch. That's his downfall. Everything else is pretty good. Well, he's not particularly fast either. I mean, he's a pretty decent sized body and he runs good routes. Yeah, he's athletic. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's he's just yeah. He's he's a good tight end. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he's not. He's not a he Kittle. He's not a Kelsey. He's not. You know. He's some of those guys. Zach Ertz or, I, I, or uh, I, I would or, kill for someone like Evan Ingram right now. <laughs> yeah, he'd be starting. He'd be up top receiver probably. <laughs> Well, Lord knows the way our starting tight end gets targets. Yeah. He's anyway. – uh, yeah. All right. So let's start talking about these uh, crazy comments coming out of, I guess, in the last, what, 36, 48 hours they've been brewing lately. So what's that all about? Let's start – let's talk about that. Well, let me uh, go to the one that really kind of flipped me because this is the guy who never uh, – he's never shy with his words. So Morgan Moses said that Rivera has been a breath of fresh air because he listens to us as players and it's just a collective group on things that we see, things that we want to do. As a team, we move together. There's no decision that he makes, and he just blatantly makes it and doesn't include us in it. When he came and told us about the whole Dwayne situation, he sat down in front of the team and said there was going to be some things that are going to be changing and that he was visiting the rooms and kind of just sharing what he feels needs to happen. This flies in the face of everything we've seen. <laughs> Obviously, the players are in on what's going on, or at least they're in on it before we are. And that is different from status quo in this town. Yeah, Status quo is you learn everything from the media. But I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, Chase Young's out there saying, I got the wings back. That's my guy. Um, <clears throat> Chase Young saying that Dwayne Haskins isn't done. I don't know what the hell that means. Does that mean he's not done here? He's not done, period? He's going to go somewhere else and ball out? I don't know. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play again for Washington. But I, I know Ellie says – Bank on it. He's done. He's going to be traded. He's not going to ever play here again, blah, blah, blah. Part of me can see it happening. Part of me can see Dwayne coming back in a couple of weeks. I have completely given up trying to predict what the hell is going to happen with this Dwayne Haskins situation. Week 13. I'm going to say week 13. I can only just kind of adjust my view. I know I just adjust my view from, from day to day, depending upon what's going to happen and what we're seeing. There is no ability to, to judge what's going on. I don't know if you know, there was a you know uh, if if Snyder's involved. I don't think he really can't it can afford to be at this point. He has got everybody's got something on Snyder right now. Snyder is away. He's not meddling in anything because he does not have the leverage to do so right now. 
I don't know. All I know is that things aren't working as they have been. So something needs to change. And no matter who's in at quarterback, there seems to be one constant. Scott Turner. Awesome play calling. First class. (laughs) So far, Scott Turner – We've seen our defense do things. We've also seen them falter. I blame some of that on not being able to sustain some offense for extended periods of time, which puts the pressure all on the defense to continually make stops. We saw it against the Rams. Um, So I'm going to pin the first part of our troubles on Scott Turner after five games. Your play calling sucks. Your – our blocking sucks, and part of it is the scheming of the blocking, which that's the offensive coordinator's job is to scheme protection for the plays he wants to run. Do better. Right. Yeah. Going back to the comment that Moses made, it it kind of confirms what Ron's been telling us, if you think about it. He's just kind of saying, yep, he's my coach. I trust him. That's kind of how I took that comment, what Morgan Moses said. And it's welcome because clearly that wasn't Jay Gruden's MO. I'm just mm-hmm. guessing. So this is one This is one view that we haven't heard yet. This is the first person to come out and talk about this view. The rest, just, It's been pretty quiet, actually, surprisingly. And I guess that's kind of a good thing as opposed to years past where – we'd have unnecessary drama and then a player would say something or granted. Remember D, I love DJ Swearinger. I love when he called out coach Gruden, but you don't need to be doing that. That's just unnecessary drama, you know, to the press. So this is, this is, I don't know, like you said earlier, what if, what if Ron's being completely truthful? Yeah. I mean, what, if, what if we are, I said this and to everybody, you know, this is a previous conversation between us. What if Ron? Here's it's such a it's such a like mind blowing thought that no one believes it. I have a hard time believing it. But what if we're just so used to lies, drama, and bullshit from the organization that when a coach is honest with us, we fail to recognize it as honesty, right? Because we don't expect honesty. We've never gotten. We haven't had honesty here since uh, Joe Gibbs' second run. Yeah. So, and, you know, part of me is cynical and says, no way in hell. Part of me says, maybe. So that's what I said. I, I give up. I give up trying to prognosticate so deeply because I just don't know anymore. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I'm with you. It's hard, man. It's hard. And then the thing Ellie posted about Rivera says he was fired up at first when Kyle Allen dove for the first down because of the linebacker mentality in him. But sometimes discretion is better part of valor. So basically you got to be smarter, kid. You got to be smarter, kid. Live to fight another day. Live to fight another day. Yeah, but I get what Rivera's saying because I didn't play. I didn't play skill position. So when you see a quarterback or a yeah. wide receiver, you, you do something like ultra physical. Your first thing is like, 
yeah and you go oh shit we need him later yeah yeah <laughs> you know but you, you at least you admire the fact that you got a skill position guy you got a quarterback you know the diva position making making a non diva non prima donna type play you admire the fact they're willing to do that is it stupid yes but it does speak to at least mentality yeah. so it does it speaks to mentality and I, at least at least we know Kyle Allen has that mentality and honestly we've seen Dwayne do you know not quite to that extent we've seen Dwayne do a few things like that too we know he's got you know that kind of mentality when he's out there any other crazy comments that came out I think that was most of them, right? The Chase one, the the Chase Young one, the uh, Morgan Moses one. Yeah, I just seen. Yeah, it, the Morgan one is interesting because Morgan never shies away from giving you his opinion. Oh yeah, remember last year he did it too. But he he had a new comment where they talked about us a rebuilding year. He said he don't see it as a rebuilding year, rather. Who said that? Uh, Morgan Moses said, uh, I don't really see us as a rebuilding year. I feel confident in the coaching staff that we have. I feel confident in the players that we have. And I think a lot of guys that have been here in previous years are just having fun. I know we're losing right now, but it just, but it's been just a breath of fresh air to just come in the building and have a guy like Ron Rivera and the coaching staff here. Yeah, the Morgan the Morgan Moses one. Yeah. 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 He actually got the beginning part of that quote. Yeah. yeah. But that still speaks to the fact that you know, hopefully that that's that comes from a spot of uh, that comes from a spot of knowledge and not just false confidence and bravado. Yeah, that they feel like that they're close. All right, well let's let's start talking about the Giants now. The Giants are zero and five. Zero mm-hmm. and five. We are one and four. We are two and a half point underdogs. And we are we two, and half, two and a half point underdogs, and we are a half game out of first place, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, we look good and lose. <laughs> um, I want to get that. What's that linebacker from Alabama? Which one? Moses. Uh, on, on the Giants? No, nah, I'm talking about in the college. I said I hope we lose but play well. I want to get that linebacker from Alabama. Oh. All right, so let's, that one let's start looking at their, their offense this year. So their offense, eh. Let's see. So Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback this year. All that hype surrounding him. Was it what was the overall pick number two? I don't remember. Either way, he's not living up to it. They're pretty bad this year. They um yeah, he's only thrown two touchdown two touchdown passes all year. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, how many times ago? He's got five five picks and he I don't know about fumbles. Four. There's there's some fumbles in there. He's averaging two hundred and twenty yards a game, so it's so vulnerable. They have no Saquon Barkley. They do have some pretty good receivers in uh, what's his name, Steve uh, Slayton. 
Darius, excuse me, Darius Slayton, Steve Slade's old running back, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. Uh, they have Evan Ingram as well. So we were just talking about Evan Ingram. Uh, and, and that's kind of been our arch nemesis is covering those tight ends because you know they're just going to send them straight up the seam and he's going to be wide open because Collins is going to be in the box and Apke's going to be <clears throat> taking a wrong angle, I guess. It's really a, it really is an <laughs> elementary concept, flood offense. You take the outside receiver and make him do an outside route, take the slot or a tight end in the slot, make him run up the seam, and then have another guy run to the middle of the field. Make the safety have to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to do that. It's easy coverage. Just cover the man across your face. Yeah. You're going to put the safety in a bad situation every time, and you're going to keep saying, Abke, Abke, Abke. But really, it's a, the, either the corner that didn't flatten out his defense or a linebacker didn't follow a guy across his face. Yep. They need to make Daniel Jones beat them. They have no running game whatsoever, just like us. Go figure. Dev, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, who do you think their leading rusher is? It's got, I mean, I'm assuming it's the quarterback. Yes, Daniel Jones, 130 yards. He's averaging yeah. six, six and a half a clip. But they got Devontae Freeman, who is a beast in Atlanta. Now he's not doing anything. Um, he's trying to be a dual purpose back, but it just doesn't seem to be working. So they have no running game since Saquon went down. It is Devontae Freeman. But he's Johnson might have a worse offensive line than we do. Yeah, it's kind Debatable. of a revolving door. Um on the receiver side, Darius Slayton is number one in targets with 40. And Evan Ingram, he's the number two target on the team with 32. But he only has 147 yards pass, excuse me, uh, receiving. Slayton has 365 and 23 receptions, two touchdowns. So he's clearly their number one target, number one threat. Uh, Golden Tate, he's, I believe he's injured, right? Golden Tate. Is he still there? No, he just fought. Yeah, he almost had that fight last week. And Golden Tate's there. Sterling Shepard's injured. That's right. I knew one of them got hurt. So, Which actually means that the better of the two got hurt. Yeah, Shepard was good. I, he is very promising. <clears throat> right, right. So I, I, I think as far as their offense goes, not a whole lot to be worried about except for, you know, the tight ends. I, I, I mean, Deion Lewis had his glory days in New England. I, he hasn't done anything really this year. So yeah. I think from an offense perspective, if we can just check check Evan Ingram, I, I think we're good, or at least we'll be solid. Man, I don't. We're saying that now. Ingram, I know. And, uh, Ingram and Freeman Gray have like the, the career day. Oh, Sunday. if you're if you're li- if you're listening to this and you're a daily fantasy player, pick up Evan Ingram. No doubt, he's going to be cheap and he's going to ball out for you. I'm telling you. The one thing that helps is that the Giants are very single player oriented. They're not the Rams in terms of just the wealth of weapons. Yeah. You know, they're not even the Ravens, you know, in that regard. You know, and that's why. So if the defense is going to get right, this is who you get right against. You know, this is a team that's 31st out of 32 teams in the league in points, 30th in yards for. They just don't move the ball, you know. And we think we don't move the ball. Look at it this way, people. We don't move the ball. We think we're just absolutely horrible at it. And this team is worse. Yeah. That's their offense. And like I said, our defense is not bad. It's pretty stout. You know, we're, we're doing okay. Right now we're, we're slowly slipping every week. We start out, I think we're a number one defense for the first week, and then slowly coming down. I think if you're looking at, like, yards allowed, we're like around 12, 
13, but it's dropping every week. So we'll see what happens. So let's talk about the Giants defense now. That's a little bit different story. And I True. think they're, they're underrated for being an 0-5 team. Uh, did, we did the research this morning, and yards per game, they're sitting at eighth in the NFL. That's pretty, that's pretty damn good. But it could be because our offense is so bad that they're only playing defense in short yardage situations. So you can't rack up yards on them when you get in the bottom of the 35, 40-yard well, line. You know? Yeah, but they're, 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 only, they're only 18th in points, uh, points allowed. How are they losing all these games? They play good teams, for one. Well, let's see. So, first game, they played the Steelers, lost 16 to 26. Second game was the Bears, 13 to 17. Third game was the Niners. They got waxed 9 to 36. This, the next game is that, was. Is that Garoppolo? I think he got injured. I think he got injured that game. The fourth game was the Rams. They got smacked. Nine to seventeen, and that they really all smack. No, it wasn't. They. I'm sorry. I was saving that. For, I was looking at the Cowboys score. Um, the Giants were smacking the Cowboys to start that game, seventeen zero, and then yeah. it ended up being a close game, and they lost thirty four thirty seven. But Dallas has the worst, the, the worst defense in the NFL. So, none of those games for them are very impressive at all, except for that Dallas game. But it's it's Dallas, right? They're the worst defense. So, but from a defensive perspective, in, in points allowed, New York Giants are nineteenth. So they're a little bit lower down. But those 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 uh, yards per game allowed, they're eighth. And our yards we've been getting each game have been super low. So that's not in our favor. So th- this might be just be a pillow fight if you think about it. Two non having offense teams <laughs> trying to figure it out. It's going to be like three to three. We have more dynamic players, I think, at this point on offense. So, I think we on offense. Think, yeah, I think we'll if we use them properly. We have more potential for dynamic players. I'm I, okay. So here's the thing: when are they going to give Gibson a fair shot to be a full time RB one? Saturday. I mean, he he did all right. You got to the point where you down so much, you got to pass. He's getting more and more touches each game, but it, I just don't think it's enough for us. Like we see what he can do. I mean, I just give him more opportunity and just see. Like what what is what is what is there to lose? McKissick is still in the field way too much. The McKissick's all right. I'm a McKissick he, fan, dude. He, I, you know, I know Ellie hates him. He's 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 actually proving his worth a little bit as a wide receiving back, but right. Gibson's still better. Yeah, Gibson starts. Gibson is a three-down back in my eyes right now. He is a Le'Veon Bell. I agree. Why is he keep to, coming? By off the way, the Le'Veon Bell went to the Chiefs. If you yes, he did. That. It just made rich it the, get richer, the, man. The best team better. Yeah. So let me let me let me give you a breakdown here. This is Antonio Gibson, twenty twenty. Eleven touches, fourteen touches, twelve touches, seventeen touches, sixteen touches. And this is combining receiver rece- receptions and yards. Um, and the last two games, you know, he had 13 and he had 13 carries and 11 carries for 46 and 27 yards. Yeah. That, and I don't know if the yards, I don't know if they feel like he's leaving yards on the field or if they feel like, well, or, if, or, if, or if the lack of yard, or the fact that the yard isn't too good, 
is partially due to the fact that we don't call a consistent enough run game for him to get in, into any kind of rhythm. He's impatient. He's impatient, man. He runs behind. He runs on the backs of linemen. He's he's not a patient back, but he's still learning to play running back. It's just gonna it's gonna happen for him. It's not gonna happen in week five or six or seven. But he's impatient, man. You can see that there's a clear difference in that. You see McKissick, who's been playing running back maybe a year longer than him, but you can see how patient he is when he gets the ball. He doesn't immediately just take the fuck off. Gibson just takes the fuck off, you know and. And because he takes off, gets behind a lineman and stops. Right, because he runs in the back of the lineman. Yeah. He's not giving time for the lineman to set up blocks. And to his defense, those linemen have approved trustworthy. So he's trying to get some yards while he can. I think maybe that's some of it. Um, our run blocking isn't horrible, though. That's actually not been our biggest weakness. On man, the I see them trap blocking and some of those guards when they peel back, they miss their target altogether. And I see the running backs getting caught by guys well, from behind, behind the line of scrimmage. That's Maybe crazy. we shouldn't be trap blocking then. Thanks, Scott. You know, I just uh, saw I just saw a stat that as much as we clown New York Giants offense, so their third down conversion is forty percent. Ours they have a tight end. 30. Thirty. Twenty nine point nine. That is just horrendous. Now let's be fair. I Probably think, a majority I, think of the NFL, I think the NFL should take all of the third downs that Alex Smith faced and throw those out because we didn't actually have an NFL quarterback on the field. Man, quit hating. How many third no. I mean how many third downs did uh did Kyle complete yesterday uh, last Sunday, you know? More I than know. Alex Smith. I don't know. Yeah, one, I know, one would be more than Alex Smith, right? I know when we did the pregame of uh, the matchup last week against the Rams, I think it was sitting at 40% if I'm not mistaken. So We just, know we were at 30. We were 30. still at 30. Damn it. Trying to be hopeful. Let me see. No, Let me we, see. Didn't get, we didn't get one first down second half, man. Yeah. We got six yards. No, minus Negative six yards. Six, yeah, 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 minus six yards, yeah. That's, That's a 12-yard swing. Come on. <laughs> That's just awful. I'm still – we went two for 13 on third down. I bet you we went 0 for in the, we two, went 0 two for of those, in the second Two of those half. are Kyle. So, you mean he probably went two for three. If we were six total. Well, probably like two of five. No, nah, he didn't, he wouldn't. He can't have five if there's only six. Because Kyle, because uh, what's name was in there? This whole second half and part of third. That's mm-hmm. my point. He probably only there was two of thirteen. We went. Yeah, so he was probably two of three of him. Kyle Allen was. No, no. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna. It's yeah, not three, really that much. Of three debate. drives. My, three drives. Ten points. You know, I mean, I, I'm not gonna knock him, man. Like yet, I'm. I'm gonna give him. Well, give him four on. games. Three drives, seven points because Damn Alex point. Smith got us three. Well, you know what's funny is yeah, crazy true, true, is true. is and so Antonio Gibson leads the offense in touches, seventy. The next closest Terry, person is Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. I'm sorry, no McKissick at thirty six, but McLaurin at thirty. But targets McLaurin has forty six, Logan Thomas thirty two, McKissick twenty five. I think that's the problem. What's going to come back this week? Um, Isaiah Wright has more touches than Steven Sims. What's wrong with that? He's going to play one and a half games, man. Man. He's going to play one and a half games. Two games. Well, that's the thing is that Sims has been hurt for the year, too. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to play two and a half games. Yeah, he started two games. Yeah. He played hard in those games, man. The third game, you wonder where was it. He was hurt the whole time. He still can't feel the punt for shit. Don't even do it. You don't have to do it no more. No, I just want to see 
Gandy Golden, man. Show me, show me AGG. Show me like he's on the field, but you don't hear his name after that one play. We we continue to talk about. All he does is block. Yeah, and and, and is Cam Sims that bad? I guarantee. I, I Sims been out there too. He's been playing. He just ain't getting the ball. He's been in the games. He can show like, up. The you know what? Like here's and here's the thing. This just drives me mad with. With Jay, because Jay had certain guys that he put out there, like Cam Sims. If he was in the game, you knew what the play was. It's like no one's going to respect. No one's going to respect all these little fake jet sweeps we run, unless we actually run some jet sweeps. No one's going to respect certain receivers being on the field unless we actually run pass patterns and try to throw them the ball once. Times they run jet sweep this work. Yeah, but I think of all of all five games, as much as we run that formation, they've only handed the ball off three times. One to we talked about this. One to AGG. One to Sims, and I think one to. I think Isaiah Wright got one other person. Yes, Isaiah Wright. So there's no threat. So they're like, oh, guy's going in motion. He ain't getting the ball. And you know what else pisses me off is when they don't hand the ball off, which is 99% of the time, whoever goes in motion, that player is out of – he's out of the play because he all he does is just flare out, and then you, he's just out of the picture. You ain't got to worry about him. So you're just taking a receiver out of the – Cut that guy up the field. Yeah, do yes. something different. Go in motion, go up the field. They just send him straight to the sideline. It does uh, – and like we talked about this last week, if the, if the idea is to do that, to see the coverage – you can just do normal motion and get the same result. Doesn't have to be fancy, yeah. and that player can still line up at the line of scrimmage and run around instead of just flaring him off and taking him out of the picture. Man, so frustrating. And it's it's maddening because none of none of this is is highly advanced football knowledge. Right. None of this that we're saying is anything that requires a master's degree in playbook writing. Yeah. So, but you know, positive notes. I like it's, to call the first uh, play screen, though. I do still like that call. He just Gibson. I make a do miss, man. Yeah, Gibson. Gibson. Gibson's so worried about catching the ball, too. Like he body catches when he gets it, and I wish he would hand catch more. You body catch, you hunch, you stop, you pause just a little bit more. We go do that. It kind of takes away your momentum. And with these little screens that we do, the idea is to turn around, is to catch that ball and go. And when he's doing that body catch, man, it's, it's hitching him up a little bit. I think he doesn't reach catch the ball here. He turns, he puts his body on it. That's that's a minor gripe, but I think that that does take he with a guy with his kind of speed. You need momentum. Yeah. I mean, momentum's big because it just gives you that extra, you know, 0.1 seconds of movement forward that can help you avoid, you know, the initial tackle. Well, on a silver line, on a positive note, our bookends are playing their asses off. It's so good to see Montez Sweat playing well. It's so good to see Chase Young that too. running people down from, you know, 20 yards down the field catching running backs. I mean, right. I mean, I don't think that anyone think Montez Sweat was going to be bad. I mean, the first-round pick better be good. Yeah, a good year last year. He got slipping. I mean, the guy that got defensive rookie of the year and player of the year, I think, or close to it, that guy only had like two more sacks. Yeah. I mean, he's not – he wasn't He wasn't bad last year. He was good last year, especially I mean, at the end of the year. Imagine if they lined him up on the right tackle instead of a left tackle. Like, Kerrigan has been against a right tackle his whole career. Imagine if, if Sweat got to go against the right tackle. Yeah, I wish they moved him around a little more. Yeah, 
Let him. Let all him. I know is, all I know is that the thing, the sweat was like uh, he. It, he was a little slow to come on last year. He came on strong at the end of the year. Um. And uh, and but but the thing is that he he's playing at this at a level that if Chase Young was playing at that level, we'd be happy with it. I yeah. be and he's using those that big ass wingspan he has. Finally, I feel like he wasn't yes. really taking advantage of it last year, but man, he's. You, once you come within his grasp, you're not, you're not getting out. Or if well, even when he's going against you know, these left tackles, he's using his length. He's keeping that hand in their chest, you know, and he's keeping that length, which is allowing him, allowing the tackles, or it's keeping the tackles from getting hands on him. And that's how he's avoiding, you know, getting caught up in a lot of these blocks. You know, he's using excellent technique, taking advantage of those physical gifts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chase Young, by the way, has surprisingly good bull rush for, you know, being as light as he is. Yeah. Dude's, you know, not just fast, but he's strong. I saw him get up in that right tackle's chest a couple times and just drive him back. You know, you think of Chase Young as more of a, of a, of a speed and agility guy. That dude's strong. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big guy, man. All right. So let's talk about predictions. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let's go to Washington wins if. Let's do that. Dev, Washington wins if. We protect the quarterback, man. Protect um, the quarterback. Okay. Protect the quarterback, man. Uh, I'm rooting for you, uh, Kyle. I mean, maybe Kyle's the guy, man. I mean, I, mean, I don't yeah. want to see him do bad. I, I think other people do, but. Yeah, a lot of people I, do. I want, I want to win. I would rather see Haskins because I think he's the guy. Yep. Should, should uh, be I, the guy. I concur. Should the guy, maybe. But. I agree. We got who we got now. All right, Phil. Washington wins. Um, Washington wins if. Washington wins if everybody we think is going to be on the field that's a fresh face plays well. That's Sheriff being back. Sadiq Charles, if he's starting at left guard, he plays well. Look, we could use two strong guards right now. We could use five good linemen, but I'll take all improvements there. If Cole Holcomb plays well, replacing Bostic in the middle, that does a lot for us. And I think that these guys, you know, having two stronger pieces on the offensive line helps a lot because it helps both the run game, it helps give Kyle Allen some protection, and having a you know a swift linebacker. You know, in the back, you know, doing what he does and making sure we kind of mitigate Ingram as as a threat, I think that helps. So, if the guys coming off injury play well, I think we win. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with, and I'm not saying, oh, if we score more points, we're going to win. If we move the ball on offense, I think our our defense will neutralize their offense. So I think this is going to come down to us moving the ball. And if you think about it, we really haven't – we moved the ball one game this year, in my opinion, and that was the Baltimore game. I don't think we really moved the ball well those other games. Nothing consistent. Uh, the, the, we, couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't string together. I don't think we – nah. I was joking. Yeah. So if we can consistently move the ball, get some third downs, sustain some drives, basic offense, really, if you think about it. It's not. I'm not asking for too much, but if we can keep the ball moving, I, well, I think we can win. 
Now that's a different story than do I think we're going to win, which we'll go segue into that right now. So Phil, what is your prediction Sunday, one o'clock New York city? Actually, I think they play in New Jersey at the Meadowlands. It's going to be 60 degrees on sat on Sunday at one o'clock. So beautiful weather. What do you think? I lay it on us. 20 to 17, Washington. Ooh, 20 to 17. Okay. We will not beat anybody's ass. (laughs) There will be no blowouts. Yeah. But this, 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 we, there should be a much bigger storm brewing around this team. And there isn't, they really want to, like the media wants to beat this hornet's nest over this whole Dwayne thing. But outside of the Dwayne thing, you aren't hearing a damn thing. And I'm beginning to think that maybe there's something cooking here. I don't know what I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping that all this positivity we're hearing from the players about Ron and the direction and this kind of sense of unity begins to coalesce into an actual winning football team, you know, slowly but surely. And I think that you may see some bits of that today. It's not going to be pretty, but we win 2017. Okay. 2017 it is. Dev. 34-18, we win. 34-18, we win. I think it's going to be a fake uh, – it's going to be fake love. I don't think – you know, I think we're going to all be like, oh, my God, this guy's a real deal. There's going to be people saying that because of it. It's just going to lead to more controversy. Kyle Allen goes in and balls his ass off. He has an unbelievable game. And then all the news stories about how good this guy is and how Ron is right. All the while, been wrong the whole time. Yeah. Fake love, man. Well, he did that a couple games last year in Carolina. He well, had a he's couple. Gonna do it. He's going to do it this game. You're going to see the offense click like it never did before, man. And it's going to be false uh, advertisement, but it's going to yeah. be. Well, I'm not as hopeful as you. Uh, I They haven't shown me anything they can score points. So I'm going to go 17-13, you know, New York Giants. I'm going to stick with that. 17-13. You got the Giants winning? Oh, yeah. New York Giants win in 17-13. They get their first win of the season against us. Yep. At that so. point, if that at that point, do we turn to put what's the name back in the game and who has because it's over? Maybe there's a sky falling at that point. I guess it depends on the circumstances. It's hard to say. I mean, if if they move the ball all game and just can't come up at the end, it's a different story. But if he just plays like ass the whole game, maybe. Like I said, we talked about this earlier. I think Ron really hedge-betted with, with these comments that he's making. He basically gave himself like a choose-your-own-adventure. He said, I took Dwayne out because I think we could win the division. He said uh-huh. – but before that, it was – it's all about the youth movement. We need to see what we got in this team. And then today was, well, Dwayne's not – done playing quarterback and he's not done with this team there's a chance you might see him so it's like he, he's, he been, he's been pretty he's pretty, pretty consistent on that he can he can basically he's covered anywhere he goes because he can say remember i said that it, it, he so, went to the le stug school of public speaking <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 
covered either way. Hedge betting. I do it in real life. It's great. I always oh, yeah. Bet. No, it, it's fantastic. I, now, and, I love betting and, against the Redskins because when they win, it's the greatest thing ever. But if they lose, I get money. So either way, I win. You and Ali going to start a secret society called Hedge Betters R.S.? <laughs> That's what I want to do. Oh, man. Okay, so Phil went 2017, Washington. <laughs> Deb went 34-18, Washington. And I oh, you wrote the shit down, bro? Hey, this is going to be recorded anyway. It's right? recorded. <laughs> it doesn't disappear in the ether. This is this we'll is take back. thirty-five. To, no, sure. <laughs> I probably should go a little higher. Seventeen, thirteen is a little bit low. If Kyle Allen, Kyle's going to ball out, bro. Ball. Watch what I'm telling you. He's very happy, man. Watch what I'm telling you. He's happy. He's going to ball out. I, 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 like, oh, I told you. I told I, you that that bunkhead couldn't play quarterback. You're going to have the races coming out of the woodwork. It's yeah. going to be stupid as shit. Though. Hey, Phil, I'm going to change it. I'm going twenty seventeen. Damn, twenty seventeen, oh. New York. I, I'm gonna oh, give. Yes. I'm gonna give the skins more than more than. Uh, okay, inverse of yours. I mean, it's two and a half points. So, two and a half points, and they're a home team. So, in Vegas rules, that's really a pick 'em if you think about it. In Vegas rules, that's us by a half point. So, I thought it's three points for a home team. Exactly right? two and a half. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Us by yes, a yes, half yes, point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to see some silver lining here that yeah. we're technically under with we're underdogs to an zero and five team. I know. I just think it's because of the question marks, man. Nobody knows what to expect. Were we were we underdogs against the Dolphins last year in in, in the tank for two of all that neither one of us won in the end. I don't right. remember. Did we we Let me look that up real quick? I'm yeah. curious because we're both zero and five. Going in second. Did we win that game? I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that was the first game we won. That was a uh, Bill Callahan's debut. Yeah, Miami Dolphins. We won 17 to 16. <laughs> and it was like, God, could you have made this anymore? But box score. Let's That's see what it says. LSU quarterback. I'm looking at because oh, it doesn't have doesn't have the odds. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, it does. It's usually under game. Terry McLaurin scored two touchdowns in that game. Oh, no, we were we were favored by six by Vegas. Is that the one? Six where points. We? Yep. Over under was forty two. Wow, that's crazy. God, you bet the under. You take the Dolphins. You cleaned up that game. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, Keenum one sixty six, thirteen for twenty five, two touchdowns, and then Adrian Peterson ran for a buck eighteen. On 23 rushes, man. Oh, 23 time. rushes. What's that like? I forgot what it's like to give a single back 23 rushes. You got the lead. That's what will happen. That's right. Man, I haven't done that when it's 0-0. Josh Rosen started that game, and Fitzpatrick came in and almost came back and won. I remember. Yes, they, that's they how had that stupid two-point conversion that they failed yes, on. Yes, 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 yes. But, but I'll be honest with you, all, all, all kidding aside, I'd like to know why we're not giving Gibson more runs early. Let's see what the kid could do with the more consistent. He got, he got, he got good runs in the first uh, half of the last game, man. He just stopped after that. He was, he was he like, was he was killing the second quarter. He caught like two screens and went out, had a nice little yeah, run. I want to see him. I want to see him just straight up run the ball. I want to see 19, 20, 21 carries. They turn into the a, they turn into a pass happy offense and they go three and out. And then you get behind, three and out, behind, oh, now we can't run the ball anymore because we're down three scores, so we just got to pass. That's what happens. Yeah. Every game, it happens. And we, but here's the thing. We were, we were within two scores for most of the second half. 
We were yeah. down 10 and at halftime, down 13 in the third quarter. And a, a young quarterback's best friend is the play action. I, I just don't know why it's not being used. And if there's no running, one legged no, Alex no, Smith's best friend is the yeah. run game. There's no threat of a, of a run if you're not, I mean, of a play action if you're not doing a run. And yeah, Alex Smith's back there. It, you're not running the ball, you're dropping him back to pass. It's just, it's, man, it's, it's tough. I'm going to do some draws then, if that's the case, fake the pass. Yeah, you exactly. would think, right? Something. Something, but not what we're doing. It's just and, and, and that's what's frustrating. It's like, you know, you keep giving us spoonfuls. Give us the whole bowl. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe with maybe if the offensive line gels better with with you know, some new blood on that line or returning blood and everything else. Maybe, okay. maybe we finally see something. But All I right. think Scott Turner gets in his way. I do too. Let's go. Shoutouts, Dev. You got any shoutouts before we close it out? Uh, Ellie and Rod. My plug. Nah, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, mm. I got. I got shoutouts. I got shout Alex out. Smith's man leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got. I got shoutouts. Um, first of all, shout out to Ellie Rivera for uh, you know hedging his bets. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Shout. Out. Shout out to uh, Kel Kraft, Purcell Smith, uh, Alex Abate. He, Alex Abate has been around a lot. Yeah. And uh, he's been the one trying to talk people off the ledge on the quarterback deal. Uh, John Lewis, Jesse Clay, James Miller's even. Uh, well, James Miller said some ridiculous stuff about bringing Dak in next year. But. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, Hurley Woolen, he's always uh, in the conversations. And uh, Stanley Miles as well. Uh, Carlos Arriaga, haven't heard a word from you since uh, pregame. Uh, since Sunday. Since pregame, uh, yeah. Uh, leave my man alone, dog. He's cool people. Yeah. Remember he came out and said that he – he said at one point in one conversation, he said, you know, that, that he he compared Kyle Allen to Drew Brees. I remember. Carlos, you must speak for yourself if we oh, do pregame shit. on Sunday. Oh, shit. For your sins to the but but like oh. I said, I want to see what he does on Sunday. I really do. Full sample size, I, I, full quarters. I do too. I th- I think this would be a fair a fair shake. He's now had he's had two weeks worth of reps. You know, hopefully he'll be healthy the whole game, so we don't see Alex Smith again. Um. Oh, and uh, shout out to Andy Burrows. Andy was nice enough to have me on uh, the debut of his uh, spinoff pod. Being a fan, that was tons of fun. I got to talk about good times of being a fan. Yeah. Instead of now, what's that like? <laughs> How were you then? Like five. Man, I told you I was. I was. I, well, if you listen to the pod, you'll find out that I was born the week before the We Won Dallas game. Oh, uh, yeah. In '83, January '83. So I got ten good years in, and all the one-year wonders we've had since. That, nothing beats 2012, though. Recently, anyways, recently. I kept harking back to '99 because you know. Yeah. I was a Brad Johnson guy. I go back to '91, '92. So. Well, I. I, I Look, I would take 
the the Kirk Cousins nine seven and eight seven and one right now. Yeah. <laughs> True. I'll take that over, you know, what we've seen the last year and a half. But hopefully things will change. Hopefully this is a get right. Hopefully things will start gelling. Of all this, this love and positivity we're hearing coming out of uh, the team this week leads to something. So let's hope so. Yep. I shout out, shout out to Rod. Still salty. Hopefully he'll simmer down soon. Shout out to Ellie. Didn't miss you tonight, man. Didn't have had that banter, but it's forthcoming. Shout out to uh, Jimmy Lee Patterson. For the uh the shout out in the group on the podcast man much love we appreciate it yeah thank you much man we're just doing this because we love the team we love we love we love doing this just like you guys and um shout out to me shout out to me for being five and oh in our fantasy league man i didn't really do i'm five and oh i've been terrible i like since but, the first two games i was two and oh i lost every game i might lose to john lewis this week because he is He's got a hell of a lineup right now, and I'm projected to lose. So, and I lost Dak. Dak was my highest scoring fantasy player. So, kind of hurting right now. Not gonna lie. Well, I'm projected. I'm projected to uh, to upset Mike Piat, who's four and one. I'm projected to beat him. So, there you go. Five hundred this week. Bring him down. Yeah, bring him down. My quarterback is Gardner Minshew. So that's what I'm. Gardner Minshew. Who's like playing? Uh, they, Detroit. They have Detroit. I like Stafford, man. I'd yeah. like to grab Stafford up. I picked up Derek Carr, but he's on a bye. I didn't realize that, but he's on a bye. So he's been balling out. All right, fellas, let's close this one out. Good times. And uh, we'll see everybody Sunday, 11 o'clock for the pregame. So engage with us. We'll, yes, we'll see you guys in the uh, the Facebook page and hopefully get your thoughts before the game. Tell us what you're cooking. Tell us what you're feeling. That's right. Stir that pot, baby. Yeah. All right, fellas. (laughs) Peace. All right, y'all. Peace.